everything is goals, 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 goals. And it's nice and it's needed, but it's not everything. Mm. And, and the focus of my work with myself and with my clients is less about what we are doing. It's more about how. Uh, because we forget that that has a much bigger impact on what's going on. You know, it's like we put so much emphasis on what. This is Jaron Engler and welcome to Chapters of My Life podcast. This is one of the very first episodes in 2021. So what is Chapters of My Life podcast? First of all, I want you to imagine your past life. Right, where should I start? I'm Daniel Ludwig, trainer and leadership coach by profession, and I'm always fascinated to look back in life and turn your life stories in form of a book for other generations to learn from, but also for yourself as self-reflection and to gain new life energy. It's a challenge itself, and frankly, not everyone has thought of this. As we always think, when we get older, we should write our own life book. But in fact, we have so many experiences ready to share with others, achievements, failures to learn from, positive and negative life transitions, which in the end lead to the person we are today. This Chapters of My Life podcast is an inspiring collection of life transitions packed into a podcast audio book format, capturing the willpower and belief of people during important life-changing decisions. It's been a while, I know, a couple of weeks ago, um, we were very, very busy in working on different formats as well, brainstormed about some new ideas, how to actually turn people's life stories into an imaginary audiobook. I'm very excited to tell you a little bit more about Volume 3 uh, for 2021, what we're planning to do this year. But first, I want to give you a little bit of a heads up for today's session. So um, last year, we started volume two, where we included follow-ups on people's live stories to check with them what has changed in the last recording. So for the long-time listeners, we followed up with some of the podcast guests as well and checked with them what has changed really since the last recording, what new life chapter has have you created and what has changed in that time. And today is no exception. So we continued in today's podcast with Jaron Engler, who was part of the podcast and live book episode 13 back in 2018. And we create a follow-up session with him on this his live book called Beautiful Inclined. Back then he had nine chapters and we kind of wanted to know what has changed since 2018. Um, since the last recording and where he created his life book Beautiful Inclined. But prior to this, I want to share with you some exciting upcoming updates for volume 3 of the Chapters of My Life podcast, which we're planning to do in the next few months in 2021. So first of all, I want to say this podcast is for you. By listening um, of other people's life stories, you should get inspired from their learnings, from their setbacks, what they have learned from every setback and how they split their life into chapters. And to see the connected dots between the chapters should inspire you as well. To look back in life and see and better understand what happened, what were your life chapters, which led you to be the person where you are today. So this podcast is all about you. And we said, um, with all the podcasts will be recorded. We want to make it more accessible for everyone as well. So today we have episode 34 and looking back 
over 34 live books we created. We want to make sure that you all have access to that in a much more easier way as well. And for the long-time listeners, you saw that we also created some called audio snippets, meaning very short, 10 seconds, 15, 20 seconds, inspiring quotes, which were exported from the podcast and from the podcast guest as well. And these quotes, we want to make it much more accessible for you. So we're going to create on the website kind of a quote section as well, and um, also give you the opportunity to get daily and weekly inspiration through these quotes, both on the website, but also on social media. I'm going to share with you in the next few weeks a little bit more information about this and also when volume three will start. But till then, I'm very excited to give you a little bit more easier access to the upcoming live books and the podcast episodes as well. And second, for volume three, we have something additional exciting uh, to announce as well. As I mentioned before, this podcast is for you and should inspire you on a daily basis. Therefore, we want to know from you and your suggestion of additional speakers and give you the opportunity also to apply to be part of the podcast. So on the website on daniel-ludwig.com slash podcast, you find an application form. And on this form, feel free to suggest other speakers or even include yourself. And we will reach out to you to see what story you're able to share on the podcast and in what format as well. And volume three, which we launch later this year, is all about you. You should be able to suggest great speakers, but also have the opportunity to be part of the podcast itself, to share your life story, to share your chapters, life chapters, and also inspire others from the learnings you had from your setbacks. So just go on the website on daniel-ludwig.com slash podcast and tell us more who you want to hear and what story you want to share on the podcast. With all this said, let me introduce today's podcast guest, Jaron Engler. Back in summer 2018, yes, seems like a long time back where there was no pandemic, good old times, I would say. Um, he was part of the podcast episode 13. This is live book called Beautiful Inclined. I followed up with him to check what has changed in the last two to three years. And Yaron is such an inspiring person. Every call transforms you into a new you with lots of energy as well. Living life without regrets is what we should aim for. That's his words. He has been touring for many years all over the world as musician, but recently started to coach successful men to find their greatness. Through one-on-one and group coaching using the so-called crop method. He will explain a little bit more what is actually this crop method. This podcast episode is not just for men. It's for everyone excited to gain energy and never-ending eagerness to find the adventure in your life. Excited to share with you the updated life chapters of Yaron in his chapters of my life. Follow-up episode 34. Enjoy Never give up, always look up. Enjoy the following conversation with Jaron Engler. All right, here we are. Thanks, Jaron, for taking the time today. Greetings, Thanks for having me again, man. Greetings to England. Um, 
hard lockdown, I heard. Stucking at home. <laughs> what are you up to these days? <laughs> Usual juggling. Not a lot of chess change in the last few months. You know, we're all juggling everything at the same time at the same place. But uh, that's what it is. And accepting it. Perfect. So um, I mentioned that in the intro, you know, this is going to be kind of a follow up uh, session, kind of understanding what really happened after our last recording um, to really understand, did it really happen what you planned as in your next life chapter or were there complete new life chapters happening? Um, we had our last recording uh, in summer 2018. It feels like ages ago, like a different time, you know, before Corona and co where we were we had freedom. Um, and if you maybe remember, you know, the book called Beautiful Inclined. And you said, and I found it very interesting at that conversation back then, you said the book cover is a mirror where you're seeing yourself. If you have the same book in your hands now, what do you see? Wow, I don't remember any of those things. It's very interesting. Um... <laughs> So if I see right now the book cover of what's going on right now? Mm -hmm. If you have that book in, in your hands, and you mentioned back then that the book cover is mirroring yourself and you're seeing yourself, what do you see then? Life is the word that comes to me. How is life looking like? Life is, is, is a mix of many, many things, as you know. It's crazy, it's good, it's beautiful, it makes no sense, it's completely crazy bonkers, then it's amazing and, and, and fascinating, then it's frustrating, and then it's horrible, and everything else, and then we die, basically. It's quite simple. Interesting. So it's going to be full of like passion when you, you have that cover still of that book back then in your hands, and you're seeing yourself, you see that life full of passion, energy. because uh, I mentioned to you that I am writing a book at the moment mm -hmm. um, and so I'm very very much in it and a lot of what I, I talk about in the book is, is, is that it's like wow it's about making life happen it's about living truthfully to myself so that I can live without regrets I'm sure that we spoke about that probably in the last time because that's something that hasn't changed for me um, and, and yeah. that, that living fully and living without regrets um, doesn't always make sense. And it yes. keeps changing. But the thing that doesn't change for me is a word that, you know, might be too out there, but it's the word truth. There is yes. a deeper truth. And that deeper truth never really changes. All the stories and people, everything around can change. Um, but there is something deeper there that doesn't change. Hmm. Just to get uh, to kind of do a recap, you know, for the listeners as well, we had that um, that podcast that we had back in summer 2018. That was the Life Book 13, episode 13, and you had maybe you remember that uh, we had nine chapters, or you choose nine chapters in your life, you know, going from simple to dark, a chapter called dark over becoming drummer, chapter called transition, chapter another chapter called doing what I love, expansion, learning, exploration. And the very last chapter, you called it balance. It was kind of the, the chapter which you wanted to work on after our, our session. So the balancing. 
um, reflecting now, the time after the summer 2018, would you say that that time shortly after would be called balancing? Yes, that's really interesting to go back to. That. I don't remember. It's funny when you read the, the chapters, it <laughs> would make absolute sense to me. Um, and I can see that why the order is like this. And I totally understand why the last chapter is balanced and reflecting. Absolutely. It's, I've invested a lot in creating this balance in my life. And in a way, with everything that the whole world is going through right now, which is a very challenging time, because of this work that I've done on myself, I feel very balanced actually with what's going on right now. Um, yeah. Work in progress, of course, forever, but yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, if I remember, I mean, the, the chapter nine, where you said, you know, that's going to be your next life chapter, um, aimed to find kind of a balance to, to combine family with your two kids and your career. Um, you also said that you know music and drums should never be replaced. But finding kind of a balance between all of them together. Looking back, did you manage that? Well, you know, it's funny. That. <laughs> like, coronavirus could not make it better to deal with, you know, like everything is now in the same building all the time. And today it was declared again, tier five lockdown. So we are full on in it. And that, you know, the many months of living like that, required that that the juggling thing and balancing how do you do work at the same time with kids and everything it was very very challenging like everybody mm. that has children can relate to that i'm sure um mm. but on a personal level i acknowledge the 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 problems that we all run as a society in the world and also acknowledging the reasons why we are in this beyond beyond the uh, epidemic there is reasons why things are like that which you know there is a good time to reflect on that but as much as there is a lot of troubles and we have no idea to where we are going and what's going on on, on a global level on a personal level it's been in general a very good time this last what is it now 10 months or nine months whatever it is uh, it's been a very balanced beautiful time with family with work with mission with my wife, um, with health. Um, so yeah, balance, good word. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, you had a very interesting uh, statement in our last recording back in the summer 2018. And you said, um, we're trying to figure out life. We are trying to think about it and make it into something that we can understand. But life will kick our ass at some time sooner or later. Um, you make me think that I was the one that created the, the, the <laughs> man. Very. <laughs> when but you say it's, it's exactly that, man. When you say kicking our ass, I mean we can you know can list so many things which can literally kick our ass. You know, naming it on top maybe Corona this year as well or last year. Um, what is your what is your opinion about you know when things kick our ass when things interrupting our way uh, sooner or later. Um, how do you see that? Is it still a challenge for us to balance life? Yeah, yeah the challenge is obviously there, but um, there are two ways to look at it. One of them is to look at it as, oh shit, like, oh my God, and then reject and try to avoid and close. Or the other way is to, okay, shit happens. 
open, what can I do about this? What's my choice? What can I decide for myself? There is always a choice. Even if the sh choices are shitty, <laughs> there are still choices. So um, the challenge, life is challenging. There is no one day I believe in the world, in the life of anybody that is not challenging to a certain extent. And this bullshit that, you know, we've been trying to learn that, oh yeah, life will be good, everything will be okay. It's, it's bullshit and it's a waste of time. Life is hard, life is challenging, but what approach am I taking with this? Am I giving up and am I getting angry and I'm getting frustrated and am I using my avoidance of dealing with my own shit by vomiting on other people, my anger? Or am I choosing like, okay, challenge, take a deep breath and learn. And this is what I do on myself for many years. And I'm really happy that we spoke about this balance because I see the outcomes and the results of working on myself. And this is what I offer also to my clients. Like how can we deal with the challenges in a more honest, open, loving way? Because they will keep appear all the time. Yes. Interesting. So I want to touch base a little bit on that balance chapter, which we, we, we ended up our last conversation. Now this is supposed to be your next kind of life chapter, uh, starting in summer 2018. Can you walk me through a little bit what happened after summer 2018 in your life? So we had our recording back in June 2018. Um, walk me through what happened afterwards. Man, I'm so yeah. mad looking backwards what happened, but let me think. 2018, uh, we were quite fresh in our life in the countryside. And that was really, really beautiful. And we're still here and we're still loving it. And the connection to, to life in nature, which again, it's really interesting to see how the whole world now with the epidemic is thinking like, oh, maybe it's time to go a little bit. Somehow um, interesting that it happened to us before. Um, I had a very clear intention with my work to go and, and um, do some work with uh, companies back then. And what I discovered in the year, the following year, uh, that it's been a struggle for me. And I found myself really in, in inner conflict of, there is a, a, something that I really believe in and I want to share with other people, but something in offering it in the setting of companies in the corporate world didn't sit well because I didn't feel the openness to really go and work on things, to really make a change. There are so many unwritten rules there and so much bureaucracy and politics and, and, and some of it is justified because you know it's a, it's a certain container that needs to have things like this but a lot of it isn't and mm -hmm. and as someone who had never stepped in the nine to five world you know my path was never in, in normal anything <laughs> but i never really did, did a nine to five job in my life so it felt a bit out of balance talking about balance to get into this environment and try to to help them it, it was kind of one way for me was to look at it as like oh, come on, there's so much bullshit here. And, and can you just look at it and change it? But on the other hand, I had respect, you know, I don't know this reality. So who the hell am I to try to tell you how to change things? Because, you know, I don't have this experience. So a little bit before COVID, I st uh, my, uh, I've, I've probably spoke about it before. So because it's something that I've been doing for many years now, um, I run men's groups and I do one-to-one -one coaching um, with individual clients. And 
I started to have more and more interest in this. Every time I spoke about the men's group or, or this work that I do, the coaching with that I do with men, uh, suddenly like a light is turned on and I, boom, like I'm excited and, and it's exciting for people to hear. So before COVID, I had a few conversations with people to, to go beyond that crisis that many men have, call it midlife crisis of, of like having some kind of a success, but you ask yourself like, what the fuck is it? Like no sense of fulfillment or joy. And when I asked these guys, and I'm talking about guys in sales, people who are business oriented people, and I was expecting to hear that the, the answer was that I was expecting like, no, no, go corporate, ta, ta, ta. They told me like, no, you should go on the men's group. This is like very relevant. It's still in the beginning. It will be very relevant. And when I heard that, I was like, wow. And that made me very quickly to cut completely all the idea of going to companies and put all the weight into the men's groups and the coaching. And again, COVID for me was in a way, um, it's an unfortunate the truth but um it was good for for the type of business that i do because it put a lot of men in the reality of like wow what am i doing with my life suddenly men had to face this reality of spending a lot of time at home um with their kids and their wives and to understand this is a big part of my life that i'm in a way neglecting or not putting enough attention to um it was the first time I sold my, my men's group sold out, you know, I, it usually it was hard to bring people on board. People get it more. It's still a big struggle. And this is why I'm writing the book right now to, to, to cross this barrier for men. Um, I'm, I'm writing about it in the book in a way I, I call it that a lot of men are facing a massive wall. Mm-hmm. It has a big crack in it. And they see the crack and they see what's on the other side of the crack. And the other side of the crack looks exciting. This, this, this life of fulfillment and meaning. And they see things that they can really relate and they want to cross. But there is a lot of um, unknown in, in that moving on to that other side. So they stay for them. For now they're staying in their own side, which is very familiar and comfortable, but very unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. And nothing in our society teaches men how to cross that crack in the wall. Um, I, I had this revelation now in my writing, you know, this phrase, um, when the teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes. And I really like that phrase, but the insight that I had is that for many notes in our society, everything around us is making us not to be ready for the yes. teacher to appear. We're getting yes. brainwashed into a way of thinking that the capacity to understand that there is a better choice, that there is a way for us, for the teacher, when I mean teacher, it can be in many forms. It doesn't have to be a person. Everything is blocking that path. And what I'm, my aim is to, men are aware, they know what's going on in their side of the wall. They know what's on the other side of the wall. The, the gap is where we need to work. And, and that's what I offer men. It's to take the first step into the crack because from the work that I've done with client, I know that the moment you take the first steps, there is no way back. And as dramatic as it sounds, that's a good thing. Mm. Because once you took the leap of that first step that is the scariest one, you will notice that, oh, actually it's not so scary. And the next steps and the answers appear. That said, it's important for me to manage. It doesn't mean life without challenges, without difficult, that's bullshit. That if you believe in this, go and do the yeah. work, all the promises out there. Life is still going to be challenging, but when you cross to that other side of the world, when you start to live with more meaning, more connected to your values, to your truth, those challenges have a very different flavor. Mm-hmm. And, and your, 
your relationship to them is no longer of surrender. So that means that you don't wake up um, in the morning feeling that you're lying to yourself and this, this noise inside that is really, really harsh. It's more like, oh, this is challenging. But you have more tools and understanding and love to, to face those challenges and to live a more truthful, meaningful, beautiful, connected um, life. Yeah, just listening to answer to your question, which I don't remember what it was, but yeah, <laughs> just listening to what you just said, I, I feel that a lot of content already, like because you're talking about you know the the men's group and the coaching and so on, a lot has covered actually, or you have mentioned a lot uh, two three years ago already in our past uh, last podcast. I mean, you said something very interesting in the, our last conversation. You said that discover who do I really want to be instead of what I've been told to be. It has a sense of adventure. There is a lot of unknown. There is a lot of fear and excitement. So something what you just mentioned about a lot of unknown fear and excitement. You know when you say that there is this crack or there is the fear which prevents you of going towards the next. You know going through. Um, but I'm very interested in what you said before with the container. You know uh, that kind of container which prevents us of like you know to find our full fulfillment. What do you see is preventing? us or maybe in specific men what is this container preventing us might be in your example where you say you know going to the next step going through the crack there is there is this notion that life can be safe and comfortable that we have been taught you know in western society i'm talking about mostly western society mm. um, there was a chase after comfort um, with the belief that if you make enough money or if you do this, you will have a great life and everything will be simple. And, you know, and, and we're being manipulated constantly. You know, you watch TV and commercials and, you know, fucking people having a yogurt and having an orgasm, you know, and, and, and it's, it's funny if you think, you know, I don't watch TV so much anymore. To be honest, now after Christmas, I can't say that because there was complete overdose. But, uh, but in general, I, I actually, that was a great example because I watched recently TV and now I see commercial after you take yourself out of this world for like two, three years and you don't watch any commercials. And then you see the commercials. It's so fucking ridiculous, man. It's so. And but but, you know, but if I'm taking myself 10 years before when I was not thinking about these things, I took these commercials and there was something in me that really believed in this and really made me buy that yogurt because it's like, wow, it's amazing. It's a freaking yogurt. Yes. It's a plastic thing with some liquid inside that the cow did some stuff. And, you know, it's not it, life. The real life is dirtier, is messier, is it doesn't make sense. And we're trying to make sense. We're trying to have control over something that COVID is a great example, because now and I, I think more people can understand it now, because finally, there was something bigger than all the ego of people to, to make them see that. Mm. Um, but I think still there is a lot of work to be done for us to wake up, to wake the fuck up and understand that life is a mess and celebrate it instead of trying to fix it because it's unfixable. So seeing the beauty, if I understand that correctly, seeing the beauty in the mess itself rather than seeing it in, the, yes. in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So how would you say uh, when, you, when, you know, going through this current situation with COVID, um, 
obviously it's a mess, you know, everything is changing every couple of days. Uh, you cannot plan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're all going through this right now. It's a whole mess in itself. But what would you suggest to, to uh, how, how, how would you suggest to look into this then, to, to turn it into kind of a, in, into a positive aspect? Um, this is a tough one for me to say something like this because, you know, another value that I hold very high is individuality. Mm -hmm. And I think each one of us has a very um, specific situation right now. I, right now, I feel that, that I'm in a very comfortable situation. So who the hell am I to say, to answer this question in a way that will be relevant to someone who is right now in a very small place in a city with real, real um, money or health issues. And so I, I want to be very careful and humble and honest in, in, in answering a question like this. So if I need to put an answer that would be valid kind of for all of us, it's about acceptance. And it's about understanding that we still have a choice, no matter how shitty a situation is, we still have a choice. You know, there is the book of Viktor Frankl, um, you, you probably know, I don't remember the name of it, but you know, who, who, who speaks about how even in, in Auschwitz, you could find meaning for life. And that like, you, I don't think, you know, there are much more extreme um, places where you can think about this in this way. So um, the, the understanding that our mind is, is, is messing about with us all the time mm. and connect more with the body. So using the body, Using, even if you live in a small flat, you can still do planks, you can still do some, some, some movement, um, dance, like anything. And it might sound ridiculous to people, but it's not. You know, it's like any use of the body can, can create more freedom in the mind. So that's another important tool. Acceptance, I said, um, the use of the body and not getting stuck too much in the mind. Um, being in touch with people, I think, is, is helpful because we sit by ourselves and, and it's easy again to go. It's another form of mind masturbation, like this loneliness, reaching out to other people and yeah. talking, being honest that, eh, man, it's not easy for me. I'm, I'm suffering. And, if, you know, since I work a lot with men, with men, it's even more challenging because we're being taught not to show weakness and vulnerability. So men just hold all this shit together. And it's why? You yeah. know, this is why I love to facilitate this work because in the, in the men's groups that I run, these guys know that they have where to go and they can share and they can open up and, and it's such a valuable thing. So reach out to someone, reach out to someone that can help you or reach out to someone that you can help. Uh, you know, when the, the COVID started, uh, they needed some support in uh, there the, the, some refugees and there was like food deliveries. So I, I went and I did that. I did a few drives to bring refugees food. And just that, going out of the house and doing something like this that you, I felt like it had meaning that like, oh, okay, it cuts the thinking. And that comes back to what I think you mentioned before. It's like, we, we think, we put too much value on thinking. Mm -hmm. And I say, just lose your mind for a second or two and you see that life looks better. So losing your mind, you know, you mentioned, I, I mean, you mentioned that the freedom in your mind, you know, that kind of uh, understanding that we have a choice. 
what do you do, Yaron, to lose your mind? Then, how do you do it on your daily practice these days, last weeks, etc.? Yeah, so that's a great question. So my daily practice is very—it's—it's um, it's a precious thing, um, and it's something again with clients. I really, really encourage people to do it. So my daily practice starts right now because I'm writing the book. It starts very early. So I wake up at 5 a.m. 5.15 to 5.45, more or less. It's about 30 to 40 minutes. I do a practice which includes, um, I read two, two things that mean a lot to me. I light a candle, um, I do some meditation and I do some, uh, call it yoga. I don't know if I do yoga. I don't feel qualified <laughs> doing yoga. But it's a lot of stretching exercises that, that for me feel good. And it's, again, I'm, I'm focusing mostly on, on the sensations of the body and trying to think less as I do that. Um, and then I have this concept of the word of the day. Um, so every day through this practice, I find the word that for me is, is, is the word that I want to use as a postcode for the day. Um, and when I turn off the candle, I do it, I have a little meditation board. So I, I give a little ring to the bowl, trying not to wake up anybody in the house. And I say the word of the day and I turn off the candle. That is followed by an hour and a half of writing. And then we have breakfast with the family and then I share with the family the, the word of the day and everybody, my kids and my wife also share their, their word of the day. So my son's word of the day today was Ninjago. And my word of the day today was um, belief. My wife's was flow and my daughter, she complicated it. She had a whole phrase, which I can't remember. So, but it's a beautiful thing. And my kids love it because when I forget to tell them like, what's the word of the day? So that's kind of also, <laughs> Part of what I want to cultivate to a culture where the kids are aware of these things again to break yes. this thing that I was never taught to do these kind of things, and I suffered from many years of depression. And I think if I learned these tools before my years of depression, it would have helped me. So this is a big part of it. Yesterday is a great example. Yesterday I had a really messy day because the writing of the book really triggered me, and I had a busy day. I'm doing fasting also twice a, twice a week, so everything. I had a fasting day plus. Um, Plus my men's work in the evening where we discussed issues around grief, which was quite heavy. Plus uh, the book, I got stuck with it. So it's, you know, one of those days talking about days that are messy, like, ah. <laughs> and so it's hard, but I learned in those days, I, I'm also very inefficient in the hours that I'm supposed to be efficient. Yes. So the hours that were supposed to be, you know, between nine and five, let's call it. I am horrible in these times. Like I have 5 a.m., I'm super focused. I can write the book. Uh -huh. And at nine o'clock, it's good for me to have conversations with people. But if I need to concentrate, it just doesn't work. So I learned to use that time. If I don't have meetings, I'm forcing myself because it is a big effort for me to do. I, I will go and do a bath in the middle of the day, like a warm bath. And I will listen to a podcast or nothing and stay there for quite a long time. Um, I will go and play drums for like 20 minutes with the idea of like letting it out um, my wife is a dancer and I, I've spent a lot of time in my career as a drummer as a dancer so I learned a lot about movement and how to use the body as a tool to, to release again to lose the mind so I do these kind of things um, going to nature again living in where we live like going out to nature is like immediately has an impact um, giving calls to people again having a chat with someone these are some of my tools yeah I mean I love what you said about the word of the day. And it's kind of links to what you said before, you know, it creates this intention, that feeling that you have a choice or maybe that, you know, the tone of the day where you want to like drive to, uh, but also gives you maybe 
and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe also that intention, that kind of belief, yes, I will go towards this, you know, theme of the day. And I have the choice, I have the opportunity, I have the opportunity to do it, rather than, you know, being controlled by the outside forces, external, whatever, influences, etc. It's kind of links to what you said about, you know, taking the next step into that, you know, uh, not preventing you of not going to, but having, making that conscious choice, intention of the day, right? The only thing is that it doesn't have to be connected to a goal. Okay. I'll give you an example. The word of the day, for example, it doesn't have to be necessarily a goal. Um, because I have also the, the word of the year, you know, I have a word for every year as well. And last year, my word of the year was lightness. And I chose lightness because I've noticed, going back to the previous conversation that we had in 2018, because I, I decided to change my career and to move from drumming and something that was very fresh and light and happy and, and amazing to go kind of call it more business oriented, I felt like I need to take it seriously and I need to learn about business and marketing and all these things that are happening. And everything became heavy. And reflecting on my career and everything that I did in my life, the thing that attracted people to me and for me to get work and everything was always my lightness. I, I was always able to take people to really deep places and talk about really serious things, but, but making it light, not the night light of avoidance. And No, no, it's light in order to go even deeper. So I decided last year, like, fuck it, I want to go back to that sense of lightness. And man, that word was very impactful. And part mm -hmm. of why I'm now doing the work that I really love with the man and everything is because I reconnected with this sense of like, that's who I am with bringing the humor and the joy to things. Um, but that's not, it wasn't necessarily a goal behind it. You know, I need to reach, uh, it was more an attitude. Yes. So a lot of times the word of the day will be kind of a, what attitude will help me to go through the day. It's, it's less about setting goals. I think that's another thing of the, the overthinking in the mind. Everything is goals, 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 goals. And it's nice and it's needed, but it's not everything. Mm. And, and the focus of my work with myself and with my clients is less about what we are doing. It's more about how. Uh, because we forget that that has a much bigger impact on what's going on. You know, it's like we put so much emphasis on what. And, you know, there is the Simon Sinek, the why, why you're doing it, super important. What you do obviously is important, but how, how do you do what you do? How do you wake up in the morning? How do you speak to yourself and to others? How do you breathe? How do you eat? There are so many unconscious bad habits that we carry because nobody teaches us these things. Mm. Um, and for me, that's a massive path of self-discovery, which I really love sharing with others because it has a huge impact in life of people. Mm. You may touch base about that. I mean, Simon Sinek, uh, start with why, um, but also emphasizing on that how, how you do that. You know, often people like, you know, Googling, uh, looking for other advice, how to do that. Um, but how do you see it then to find it by yourself, that how? Because often we copy others, you know, let's copy it to do it, to know how to do it. But how important is it actually to find it by yourself? I think it's super important, self-awareness. Like, it's, yes. and, and it's about stopping. And just notice now that I kept this, I always do like doing this because these two, three seconds that I stretched it a little bit beyond the comfort zone, it's like, oh, what happened? Is it, uh, you know, and we get nervous. No, don't get nervous about stopping. Mm -hmm. 
And right now, if you're listening to this, anybody who is listening to this, just notice right now how you sit down. Notice where your where your weight is. And, and there is a, a very powerful meditation that I really love doing with people is, is, is body pain meditation. Mm -hmm. Really scan the body and notice where do you hold tension and pain? And a lot of people, that's a question I always like to ask because I ask people, do you have any uh, normal pain that you carry? And people say, no, no. Some people say, yeah, I have something in my back. And it's because we live in a Sasha on the surface. But when you take people for a, a bit of a deeper practice, suddenly you notice like, fuck, I'm holding my jaw very tight. Oh, I have this tension in my eye. Oh, like I feel like behind my ears. Oh, my fingers are constantly um, tight. And, and when and once you understand that this, your body is holding all these tensions, you can understand why you have headaches, why you're stressed, why all these things happen. Mm. The body can then be a gateway for you to feel better, and vice versa. It's all connected. Yes. So when I say how, it's really looking at everything. It's like. I have noticed that I'm carrying so much tension when I, like stupid examples, you know, when I, when I wipe my hair after a shower, I, I suddenly notice like, man, I'm holding so much tension in my neck when I'm doing this, why? And then mm -hmm. I learned slowly to, and I'm still, you know, it's, it's a matter of practicing to, to do it in a more um, free way, in a more um, mindful way, in a, with more grace. Yes, that, that body pain, you called it body pain meditation, right? Body pain meditation. Pain. Yes. Is, is it related to the body scan? I mean, I mean, you do a scan, body scan. Yeah. Uh, body scan. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you actually, instead of like preventing of thinking about the pain, you know, when we have usually have a pain, we're trying to distract ourselves. You do exactly the opposite. You're focusing on the pain. Yes. Be more aware of that. Yeah, this is something I learned through okay. the Greenberg method. Interesting. And okay. The Greenberg method was something that really helped change me a lot for me, and I'm still able to help. <laughs> it's funny. The Greenberg method is a method that basically they do observation on your feet and they tell you what's going on with you, which is really fascinating. And then the treatment can go anywhere in the body where you feel that you have tension. And, and what they do, Greenberg, Avi Greenberg, who wrote, um, who created that, that system, wrote a book which i love the name which is connected very much to the, all the things that we're talking about the name of the book is fear pain and other friends mm -hmm. it's the idea of like stop rejecting these things and see them as friends and as teachers and i suffered when i was a teenager i had serious problems with my neck and my back it was tension oriented back then i couldn't understand what was going on but every two, three months, my back or my neck got stuck in a way that was in agony of pain. Like for two, three days, I literally couldn't move. To come out of bed took me like half hour. It was like a little movement. You know, it's like having these people after an accident, you have the thing around your neck. That's how it was for me every two, three months. And through the Greenberg method, I learned how to, instead of rejecting the pain, the technique is kind of funny to explain it now on audio. It's like basically they would press a point, a pain point, and the tendency would be normally to, uh, to kind of, um, you know, to press, to, to contract the body. Yes. What they teach you, okay, if you want to contract, contract, contract completely, take a deep breath, and then on the exhale, release completely and let kind of gravity take over completely your body. And, you, and you, it's amazing because a point that was unbearable can literally in a few seconds disappear. 
Mm-hmm. And that I learned, you know, I my shoulders, my body posture back then was horrible. You know, my, my shoulders were in the height of my ears, man. It was just <laughs> ridiculous. And everything changed as a result of that. So it's a similar thing to any pain. It's about, are we trying to avoid it and kind of, you know, not deal with it? Or can we face, can we walk through the fire with the belief that, there is something better if we move into the fear um, and, and stay open instead of closed, open in spiritually, mentally, everything. Um, this is where life happens, you know, uh, you know I probably share this quote because it, it's, it's the, my, one of my favorite quotes from Steve Chandler, the, the, comfort zone, the comfort zone is a place to rest, not a place to live. Mm-hmm. And I really believe in that. And unfortunately, most of us are seeking constantly the comfort zone. And then we're frustrated that our life looks like shit and it's not happy. And it's the frustration has a, um, a missing out kind of feeling. And instead, if we just go through those challenges and we face the fear and the pain, this is what we remember. It's all these moments that we remember in life are the moments that we did this thing that like, what the fuck am I doing? And we face those fears. Yeah. And this is where life happens yeah i mean something very interesting i mean for the listeners you obviously can't see the video um i don't see right now what i see but it's, it's something very interesting uh yeah discovery what i had like two or three years ago in the last uh, recording you yaron you you shine your eyes shining and you articulate you know you can see the passion of what you're saying you literally you're literally not just saying it um, verbally, but you show it as well. And that's very interesting because it seems to me that you not just, you know, believe it, but you also live it in that moment already. And that's a very, very interesting skill. You know, remember from the last recording, um, the energy you put in the room or you had already in the room while you shared the energy attracted me immediately. And, you know, you, for articulation, et cetera. And this is also very interesting that, you know, when, because you also know in, in the coaching field and uh, um, for the men's group, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that you're not just talking about it, but you're already believing it. You went through it already. Similar to what you're just saying with the pain, you know, you know with the body pain meditation, you went through this already. You're, going, you're doing it on a daily basis or on an on a hourly basis or to, God knows what, you know? It's very, very interesting that you, you know, that energy level you're sending out. Thank you very much, my friend. And just, ref- you know, I take it as a compliment and I really appreciate it. At the same time, I want to, um, again, with the idea of life is challenging. Yes, for me to speak to people, to be in the room or to talk to you right now, that comes supernatural. And I absolutely love it because I can express myself really easily. Yeah. I could leave it there. I am now writing a book which is for me the complete opposite experience when i need to sit and write it's i feel like i am in a cage with sharks and lions <laughs> and snakes and there is fire going around and i am freezing and whatever it's so uncomfortable but i know that i have to do it now did anybody tell me that i need to write a book no and um, do I have any deadline from any company? No, it's completely all the deadlines, all this process that I'm, I'm going through is self-ignited. Um, you know, it's my, my thing that I'm doing. Why am I doing it if I'm in a cage of shark? Because I, 
honestly feel that this is my purpose. Again, I don't want to sound too cliche, but this message needs to go to more people. And especially the book that I'm writing is about men because there is a lot of, you know, I'm talking about it in the book, but there is so much judgments. So many of them are justified about men, you know, um, especially, you know, with everything that happened with Black Lives Matter and, and the, the, the inequality in the workplace. But at the same time, there are a lot of men, really good men out there who want to do good and they are lost because nobody gives us the tools as men to really navigate this life better. And I was lucky enough to, to, to go through these processes that I went to, to find the right people. And I just want to share it with other people. So it's not easy, it's not simple, it's challenging. And I like, it's not only me suffering from it, my wife every morning when I wake up and, and I had a good flow in the morning, I'm coming to her like this morning, I came to her like, yeah, I know what happened. I, felt it. I connected and she's happy, but other days it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, <laughs> but this is for me, this is life. And if I die tomorrow or in an hour, I don't have regrets. I did my best. The book won't be ready yet, but, but I've done my best. I could have sit down and just sit and talk to people where it's comfortable for me and 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 and, and do that. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is I think it's really important that we find what's the purpose of our lives and to understand what brings us meaning and disconnect that decision and this realization more than decision, it's a realization because it's not a decision, something that is ingrained in us. And, and it, it won't make sense necessarily, the answers that come once you allow yourself to really let it go. But this is why it's important. We create the spaces where we can share these things openly. You know, you spoke about our first, uh, the first time we met and you got attracted to me. I got attracted to you because I remember the way you stood there and you spoke brutally honest about your past mm. and your experience and your motive to do what you wanted to do. And boom, that's it. That's a man on purpose. And that's, that's not only good for you, it's also very attractive. And I remember you attracted people who, who started to help you on this journey and so on. And from there, things unfold. And again, maybe you stayed on the same route, maybe things have changed, it doesn't matter, but your truth starts to lead the, 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 the train. Yeah. So the train goes somewhere exciting instead of a train goes like, where the hell are we? Um, exactly, yeah. I mean, the energy you're sending out is usually also attracting new energy. Uh, yeah. But when you're not sending out any energy, you don't get any energy back as well. That's a great way. And then just to flip it on, on the other hand, so if your energy is like, fuck off, nah, anger, 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 you will receive that from the people around you. And again, this is what come back to the thing. You have a choice. And I'm finding myself recently constantly noticing how much shit I'm throwing at my wife or my kids because I'm angry, frustrated or fearful or whatever. And, and that's the balance that we spoke about before. I'm learning to create that gap before the reaction. And oh, it has nothing to do with them. Even though, yeah, it can be that one of them is eating with the mouth open, which triggered the fuck out of me. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with that person. It's me, it's me. You know, that's just a silly example. We all have triggers, people trigger us. It has nothing to do with them. Mm, true. I wanna walk. Uh, back a little bit uh, towards your life book, which you created uh, two or three years ago. Um, and we just talked about the book you're currently writing, but I want to talk about your life book actually. And we ended, I mean, maybe uh, what we talked about, about the chapter balance. So I'm curious, Yaron, how long lasted that chapter balance? 
How did I what? Sorry. How how long did that chapter last? Like chapter called balance. I think we're still on it. You're still on it. Still okay. In, still in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I found it much more now the balance, but um, I feel that yeah, we're still still there. So in the last two three years, were there any additional chapters, or was it this dominant chapter called balance? It's an interesting way to look at it. Um, or sub chapters maybe. Sub chapters, I'm sure that there are many. Um, but balance for, for this period of time feels intention maybe is, is one, but I don't know if it's a sub chapter. Surrender. Um, surrender is a big word which triggers people because it sounds like a negative thing and I see it as a very beautiful thing. Surrender for me means, um, you know, this again, this life that is lived with like, no, I want to take control and there is so much contraction and tension in it. And the surrender of like, no, I'm, I'm letting go and I'm trusting. And, and I can't say I've mastered it yet, but I'm in a much better place of surrendering and trusting and, and not fighting through things, but allowing more flow to happen. So you see surrendering as part of balancing? I think so. Interesting. So it could be potentially a subheadline in the yeah. big chapter balancing. Yeah. What other subheadlines would I see in the chapter balance? Um, consistency, which is something that um, I, that's not like I didn't have in, in the past. It's interesting, uh, just reflecting now that consistency, consistency for me required for me to believe 100% in the reason why I should be consistent. Um, and when I don't see the reason, I, I find it really hard to be consistent. So, you know, the daily practice that we spoke about, you know, it's been, I don't know how long I've been doing this thing and it's, it's really, really helpful. And it's a question I always also ask my clients. Um, every time, you know, I, I see uh, one of my clients who's kind of like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I feel all over the place. Like that. First question I'll ask, like, are you doing your daily practice? And it's always the answer would be no. So it's like, it's so obvious how, how powerful this thing is. And again, everybody can have their own. Um, because a lot of times, you know, when I say that I'm wake up at five, then it's, it's as if I'm, my ego is playing here and I, you need to wake up at five. No, 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 it's not. A, just find your way. You know, if you want to wake up at nine or 10, whatever, just, but what can ground you? It's, it's not about that. So, but consistency, you know, writing the book on a regular basis, it's like a lot of um, elements that I, I put into my life of consistency with the family also having to, to manage the whole family and work with the whole Corona thing mm. required putting structures more in place. Um, which, yeah, it's, it's a word that I connected much more, much more um, in, in this period of time. I used to have a bit of a problem with it. Um, mm. When you say consistency, I mean, you're linking it to also you're waking up in the morning or at some point, you know, bringing in a stru structure. Would you agree to the fact that it also leads to clarity yeah. and decluttering? Yeah. 
through the structure? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what, what do you declutter then? Or clear? I think that I, I don't have this, the start and stop kind of things. There is better decision making. Okay. It's like you know, not starting something or if I start to just go with it and give it a, a try for, for a period of time. Obviously changing it is needed, but um, uh, it helps in reacting to things in a very different way. You know, my wife, for example, another good example, my wife, just before Christmas, she, she did six weeks of, she's a dancer, so she did, she had six weeks of intensive rehearsals in London, which leaves me with the full on writing a book, doing all my work and the whole weight of the kids, school, food and everything is, is on me. But we found our way to communicate because in the past I got so triggered and I had so much resentment and stuff and I threw it again in, on my wife which is, was totally not her it was totally my shit and this time these six weeks passed really quickly and more efficiently she took on board much more responsibility so we, she bought a slow cooker so um, every evening she cooked lunch so I had lunch ready and she took it with her so I had to cook less because in the past I had to cook it at 7 a.m I had to have lunches and, and breakfast different ones for everybody so we took on board both of us a different type of responsibility and and again it was very consistent um, every day boom boom the same kind of thing so it was actually it was hard again it was hard mm. but it was um, it was yeah it was great and i think we both felt supported and things went well um i guess it's interesting because I do have an interesting relationship with the word consistency and, and the, the thing that I have a problem with is because I feel that a lot of time for me consistency is connected to the to the mind and to thinking. Mm -hmm. I see it a lot of times I hear it from people who are very much thinking head oriented. And they value this thing but and, and I see the benefit that they get from it yet I see all the things that they lose also because they're getting stuck in this consistency and and for me, I, I'm as a rebel, I'm always like, if, if I see something like this, I like to poke and provoke. So this is why I always had funky relationship um, with, uh, with this world. But I do notice the value of it and, and how, I think I found my balanced way to handle it in, in this period of time. So when I see that chapter now, that still ongoing chapter balance and see that subtitles, uh, um, surrender and consistency. Do I see any other subtitles in this chapter, which kind of reflect the last, you know, last Car two years? Courage, you know, courage to go and do things that scare me. Mm -hmm. um, that's part of it. And again, it comes because I feel more balanced. I've had more courage to do things or because I have more courage, there's more balance, who knows? <laughs> um, uh, more trust in myself. Um, and in the work, less uh, care much less about what other people think or might think, or uh, which is not easy with what I do because there are a lot of judgments flying around and a lot of uh, through, and it's not simple. Um, Yeah, there are many ingredients, man. Like cooking right now. Yeah. What's what's under the dish called balance? What ingredients do you need to balance it? It's very interesting. Um, so surrender, consistency, and courage for sure are 
some of the subtitles. And the word which for me probably is the most important word, even though some people I know don't really connect with it in the way the same way, but the word truth, mm -hmm. honesty, being true to myself. Um, and that's really hard because it often doesn't make any sense with what's going on around us. So to find the balance in that is really tricky, but I think these last two, three years have been very positive with that. Mm. So you said that chapter balance lasts till today. It's an ongoing chapter. Um, how long will it last? Forever, I hope, uh, but we can start a new chapter around it. And uh, the, the, the word of this year I chose, and it's interesting because it's, it's a word that triggers me, um, but I, I chose the word prosperity. And maybe that's the next chapter. Um, and prosperity for me is connected to financial stability, financial freedom, um, having a business that runs um, really well and, and growing. And it, it, the reason why I have a funny relationship with it because it's connected to the whole concept of money and fortune and wealth, which were other words that I thought about. And these words trigger me and they don't make me feel comfortable because it was never my, my main drive. Of course, it's a drive. I want money like everybody else, but it was never the main drive. Um, but I want to change this reality of, 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 of the lack of financial clarity. Do you see that financial clarity not necessarily as a drive, but more as an outcome? It's a, it's it's an outcome, and it's also um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It can be a beautiful tool or source to do more good. Um, you know, I heard this a lot of times. You know that. that uh, People with good intention with more money will make more good things. People with bad intention with more money will do bad things. Uh, uh. I believe my intentions are really good. So I, I, again, nobody needs to agree with that, but that's my belief. Um, and I think what having more, more um, prosperous business, I'll be able to have a bigger impact and help more people. And yes. that would be a beautiful thing. Yes. So, Prosperity could be the next chapter as well. I mean, that ongoing balancing, but then a chapter around will be prosperity. How do you do, uh, what, what are you aiming to do in that chapter? I mean, you talked about the book writing, talked about the coaching. Uh, walk me through, what are you planning to, to do in the next few months then? The plan is very clear. So I want to finish the book and the aim is to finish it and publish it for Father's Day, which will be symbolic for what the book is. Um, as we're talking about uh, men um, and the book, the plan is to have from the book, you will have an online program for men who want to go a little bit deeper into the process of especially cleansing and clearing, which is a big part of the book. Um, so there will be an online program that they can go and continue the work. And then um, once COVID is off and we can go back to normality, um, uh, there will be weekends, full weekends where men can go. It's like a retreat that you can go and really, um, come out of a weekend that you come probably quite fearful, not knowing what to expect, what the hell is this, and have a lot of judgments and fear around this. You come on the other side 
a lot more clear about who you are, what you want to do, more connected to yourself, like really deep understanding of this is who I am with less shame and fear that we all carry all the time. Like you can let go of that. And this is something that men can carry also later on with connecting with other people in their lives. Um, feeling more fulfilled, feeling that has more meaning. Um, so these are the forms of weekends. There will be uh, the men's groups that I run right now. There will be more of those. And I have a few guys that have been with me for three, four years already in these cycles. And they are going to deliver more groups. So we can start to reach out to more men who want to be part of this beautiful environment, which again, it's a rare space for men where they can really learn about who they are and face the demons and come out on the other side um, with a much richer life experience in all levels of life. It's a bit hard to explain it again. It's a more experience to have. So running more men's groups and keeping uh, the practice of one-to-one um, -one coaching, which I love, and also seeing the impact on men's lives, it's, it's beautiful. Other than that, um, do more speaking, public speaking, when things open up, something that I'm very interested in. And there is what I call the mother project, uh, which I don't yet have clear how that will manifest, but um, I always loved when I did my musical career, the big crazy projects that we did. Um, I, I had the fortune to do, to, the luck to work with some crazy artists that um, gave me some freedom to, to create some crazy ideas. And, and back in 2000, I think it was 2012 or 13, we did a big project in the Barbican with Anthony Gormley, which I had the idea of putting 200 drummers on stage and it was very, very crazy. And back then I said that the next project would be a thousand drummers. Um, and the idea that I want to have, and I've played with it a few times, but it's a big thing is like, I want to create a big project like this that will involve drumming and movement and, and, and this whole concept that I'm working on in a way that will raise more awareness mm. and about these possibilities that nobody knows about. Um, and make more mainstream out of, of this concept of men that join together and talk for real about things. Um, the relief that you can get from, from letting go of holding this facade and bullshit that you have all your shit together and allow yourself to be more honest about it, to see that your strength comes from, from that, from being more open and honest as of trying to hold it all together. Yes. And, in the... Yeah. In, 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 the, in the book where we talked about two, three years ago, um, in the chapter three till five, I mean, three, becoming a drummer, chapter four, transition, and then five, doing what I love. I mean, you talked about, you know, traveling around the world, uh, worked with world-renowned choreographers like Hofesh Schechter and Akram Khan. Um, you know, in the chapter five, where you said you're doing what I love, um, and now listening to what you currently also working on on the writing the book, the coaching, et cetera. How do you try to involve that doing what you love, that you know, playing drums, music, how do you try to involve that into the work you're doing right now? It's an interesting question because the drumming at the moment takes a much lower rank. You know, I don't read it. It will be very much part of the weekends that I spoke about in the retreat. We will do a lot of drumming and things like this. But right now it's not that, but it's it's interesting because I never really thought about it this way in recent, not never, but in recent years, but at the moment the drive is, it's interesting. That's a new time, first time I'm thinking about it. It's less about doing what I love and it's more about going for meaning. 
what's meaningful for me what is actually i am i supposed to do it like really feel into that i was thrown into this world with a body and spirit and mind and each one of us has a purpose to fulfill i, I believe in that whether it's too cliche or too hippie for other people fine but i really believe that we all have that and again this is where i believe that we need to disconnect from all the noise to really learn about ourselves what is it that i am here to offer and i truly believe that I feel that what I am meant to do right now is to help more men to open up because I'm, I see, you know, relationships that are falling apart, men that feel overwhelmed, frustrated, don't know where to go with this. It's like they mm. want to change, but they have no idea where to go, how to start, what to do. So to facilitate that is, is a very, I feel a very important mission for me to do. It's bloody challenging yes. I, I do love it but it's not the same as with the drums the drums were like oh man i'm drumming and i was really lucky with the drums to be in the right place in the right time and get these artists telling me yeah we're touring around the world blah blah and i got paid for it and it was like wow amazing now it's like more i need to go through a lot of things that are uncomfortable writing the book is a great example because it's 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 man it's hard work for me but and also learning about business and how to promote it it's a lot of things that are not easy but the reason why i'm doing them value of this work and i love that i don't love learning about marketing and learning about how to reach and all the you know a lot of times going networking and all this kind a lot of a lot of the things are some I like, some or not. I learned also how to develop better relationship with some of these things. But it's less about doing what I love and it's more about what is meaningful for me. And I, coming back to that, what is the thing that will lead to a life without regret? Mm. Interesting. Would you say that I mean, we talking about. I mean, you talked about uh, that doing what I love and seeing the meaning in it. Do you see that they complement each other, or do you see one of each other cannot? Work? Mm. Can can it work parallel? I'm asking because I right now see a drummer. You know, a drummer has two hands, one stick on each one. On the right hand, you have that what I love. On the left hand, the meaning. And usually, when it, You are, the, you are the expert in, in drumming. It, it's a combination of both. So my question to you, does it has to be only one? I only do what I love or only what I do at the meeting or can it be both simultaneously? I think doing what we love can be naive. So I don't think it's really real. And then comes the, so love what you do, which, you know, whether this one um, has probably a better meaning. Um, but I think in the root of doing life with more meaning, like doing the thing that has more meaning, I think in that, that path, there is a responsibility to learn to love a lot of things that you don't necessarily love. That's how I feel about it, at least. I, I had to learn to be okay with things that I had a lot of uh, resentment or rejection or things that I didn't want to deal with. Um, 
and and that comes back to that balance that i spoke about it's like to learn how to put that balance instead of this attitude of like ah fuck it i'm not interested i don't want to do this thing it's it's and it's still challenging you know and again then come all this concept of like oh do you deal with the things that you really don't like or do you find someone to do it for you delegation or hiring and all these questions that are really good questions i don't have the answer to a lot of them but i'm juggling things as i go mm. but i think yeah the life of meaning which i feel is very important require to learn how to love certain things that don't naturally come that don't come naturally let's put it this way mm. so if i understand it correctly the life of meaning is a central element in that one chapter prosperity um prosperity Yes, for, for, for a lot of yeah. people, prosperity would mean, yeah, let's make money and make business. I, it's not for me. I'm not interested in that, which again might be, if I would sit with a business coach right now, they would be like, yeah, but, 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 uh, but, hmm. but. Yes, yes. Well, it's interesting that you, you, you're linking that chapter of prosperity with life of meaning and not necessarily uh, to what you only love. As you say, it's not feel real. So it sounds like you know you the authenticity of being authentic is very important for you. In that sense, in that chapter. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be then chapter 10 in your life book, prosperity. Um, I'm curious now, because we talked about a little bit about the the, the recording where we did um, with the previous nine chapters, and then talking about balance and now that future chapter called prosperity when i have still the book in my hand and you said that back at that time you know you have that cover is kind of a mirror you keep seeing it will i still have the mirror on the cover in that let's say new edition of your life book with the expanded chapter 10 will the cover be still a mirror It can be, or I don't know why it came for me. I don't know if it makes sense, but yeah, <laughs> it is that it will be like a window that you can see through something more to the horizon, but it can be both. I don't know. But seeing a window is exactly the opposite of a mirror then. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It links a little bit to what you said before, you know, uh, seeing the crack and then seeing the other side and then going through it. Similar to the window, you're going for something, you see. And think, yeah, and, and, and it's also probably this invitation that I always tell people that before you go out and do your thing, look at yourself and, and instead of blaming others and saying that like, no, and him and she and all this stuff, no, look at yourself. And maybe that's where the mirror came, like to, to be honest with yourself. And, and I guess maybe once we find the balance, if I'm trying to reflect on everything we spoke about, when we found the balance and we can start to live from a more um, grounded, accepting, loving, honest way, then the window can open and then you can yeah cross to the other side of the wall, which we spoke about before. And then everything can happen. So it starts with looking at yourself first throughout through the mirror, for example, before you can look out to the outside world through the window. Looking out is good before, but to really go out, you won't be able to go out unless you look at yourself. Because you go out and we'll all, you will always be lost. I'm talking about going out and knowing who you are so that you can actually enjoy the journey. 
Mm. There are many people who are out there feeling completely lost. It's not the type of life I want to have for myself or for my clients. Interesting. Um, know who you are. Know who you are. A very, very nice uh, summary, actually. Know who you are. Is that, is that, could that be the new title of the book? I mean, you're messing with me because I'm dealing with the title of my actual book, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking right now, is that actually the book you're writing right now? Or is it your life book? <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually, yeah, I like the Know Who You Are. It's a great title for the book. Um, or if another, another title for, for this kind of book is Truth. But man, I'm, I'm, while I'm listening to you right now, I, I keep seeing that, you know, a lot of learnings from your past life chapters will be discussed in the previous recording, a part of that current book you're writing. It's not necessarily from your own perspective, life book, but it's, you know, that learning transformed into kind of a, you know, coaching method and, and so on and so on. And I can see that there is something where you, as you said before, it's not something where you pasting copy from other like you know business frameworks and it's not you it's the book you're writing right now it's you um not in form of a life book or autobiography but more in form of a, like a guidance you know what is the next step coaching and so on whereas that what we talked about in a previous recording that that nine chapters and now 10 this is like you that what you had to go through in your in your life and the chapter experience which lead to that experience and the, the learnings into that book you're writing now the coaching so yeah i think it's for me life and work we're always connected okay i think that um in some cases for some people it's it's healthy to do the separation between the two um but for me it was always very much connected and it's still connected you know when i work with clients i'm very open with them and sharing from my things that I believe can serve and relevant. Um, and somehow my belief is also that, the, the, again, this separation can be healthy sometimes, but, but even when we do the separation, I think to, to understand where the line is and, and know how they connect is really important. What we call work-life balance, you know. Um, mm. For me, it's all connected. And everything that I teach is about life. It's not about necessarily how to make more it, it will impact your capacity to make more money it will impact your capacity to have a relationship it will impact your health it will impact your your state of mind your mental health it's all connected mm. right um and it's but as you say it's not the ultimate goal that money aspect is that it's, sorry it's, it's not the ultimate goal that money outcome you know it's it's more like learning how to live Learning how to live, yeah, it's a funny thing to say, but yeah. I guess, I mean, we, we keep forgetting how to live even in times of Corona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as you said, you know, it's, it's our choice to still live. Just the fact that we cannot do a lot of things as in the past doesn't mean we cannot live. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. So in the last few minutes, I wanna quickly, I mean, discuss about what you, not, I mean, we talked a little bit about the book, but also talk about um, the coaching and, and the men's group you're doing. And then looking on your website, you know, you, you're talking a lot about the crop method. Um, can you walk us through a little bit? What does it mean, the crop method? 
the crop method again is something that I created um, reflecting on the way I worked with clients because um, sometimes people ask you what do you do and 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 I am someone who is quite anti um well, I don't want to be anti let's put it in a positive way I just find that a lot of times we are searching after a certain method saying that I'm qualified I have this certificate this certificate this certificate fine certificate you have a piece of paper and you went through some kind of a training but who are you and what's the value that you bring into that was for me always more interesting you know I never really cared when I went to any form of therapy or, or treatment or whatever it is that I did in the past I didn't care so much about the qualification of a person it was more about the person themselves and how much do I believe in that person and feel trust so I've seen a lot of people with certificates that uh, made me cringe if I'm totally honest and I don't I didn't want to become one of those so I kind of always rejected and I, and I went really deep in my own way and my own experiences and that's what I, I learned how to work with clients through that and I did a lot of courses and books and everything but at some point I was like so is there actually a method to the way that I work is it complete chaos and, and reflecting back I saw that no actually there is a very clear pattern that happens here and that's how the crop method was born in general what I the way I like to describe it is we said life is challenging, it's hard, it's difficult. We have to deal with bills and, and, and relationships and work and whatever it is and COVID and everything happens. How can we crop life from all that noise to what really matters to you? To the bit that is important, the bit that has meaning if we connect it to what we spoke about before. And the four letters of crop come from the C is cleansing and clearing. It's again, this idea of who are you know who you are it's like it has to happen from from cleansing and clearing all the noise that you have around you it can be a form of information what kind of information do you take in what do you watch what do you read it can be um, food nutrition what do you take in in your into your body because if you eat a lot of things that are messing about they can mess with your mind you know and and if you feel certain things in 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 your mood can be very much impacted by by nutrition so how can you clear that it can be your environment like are you one that comes home and just throws everything all over the place or you know i see your background everything is nice and tidy so in your 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 life it's probably a good thing but a lot of people you know you see behind the camera it's a bloody mess and if you start to clear that you create more harmony for yourself to live better because when you wake up to a, a place that looks it's not about being crazy tidy and but it's about how do you when you take off your clothes do you just throw them or do you put them nice and tidy it's like little things like that and so on there are more there are a lot of emotions that are stuck in our body so how can we clear those you know um, body pains we spoke about that before and the biggest one is people we all have people in our lives that are holding us back and and judge us and don't allow us to to be who we truly are so cleansing and clearing is the first part once we do the cleansing and clearing you create that separation that goes to the R, which is reconnect with your inner voice, with your intuition, with who you truly are. Once you disconnect from all that noise from others and things that tell you who you are, you slowly things bubble up for you and you start to understand like, whoa, this is what I want. This is who I am. That can be quite scary for people who have been living mm. life according to the needs of others. And um, a lot of times the things that bubble up are very uncomfortable because it's completely contradicting a lot of the ways that you behaved before. And there, that's where it comes to the O. That's where you have observation on a much deeper level. 
So you've done the cleansing and clearing, you're more reconnected, reconnecting with who you are. Then you start to observe all these things that you think, you feel, the way you act, and you can make better decisions for yourself. You can be much more clear with what is right for you, what you should say yes to, what you should say no to. And that goes to the P where I um, want to spend more time, most time with the clients, which is play. Um, you know, you do the cleansing and clearing, you reconnect with who you are, you start to observe life from a much more self-aware and deep place. And then, as we said, you open the window and you can actually start playing for real. And life becomes in that space, instead of overwhelming and frustrating and angry all the time, life becomes more fulfilled and joyful and connected and, and, and yeah, beautiful. So when I heard the last word play, is that connected to was in the past chapters what you said, you know, I mean, you know, playing drums, becoming a drummer, it's like this playful mindset, that feeling free mindset. Yeah. It's it's then just live and be yourself and play your drums of the, the beat of your life, something like that. It it is, but again, I don't want to to again, my example of drumming can be misleading because it is fun drumming and it has this kind of glorious kind of thing, maybe the people think about. But it's a playing can mean that if you are what if you call yourself now a geek because you uh, an accountant that really loves numbers and that what turns you on, it's about being playful with that and then allowing yourself to just go full on with that from a place of joy. There is no right and wrong. You know, mm -hmm. some people would, for some people that playfulness can come from a place of, uh, it, it literally can be anything, you know, mm -hmm. we all have different purpose in this life and by reconnecting with that inner voice and knowing who you are it's about then playing that in your own way um with a lot of freedom um and and just to 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 wrap it up it is a cycle so the crop it is because sometimes people might think that you do the cleansing and clear and then you graduate and you move mm -hmm. to the reconnect and then all life will be play no 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 it's what i said before life is challenging and you're going to play and then you'll get into a wall and the moment you come to a world that you don't know how to come out of it, you have to go back to cleansing and clearing and understand like what is blocking me here? Is it someone? Is it something? And you do the process and then you connect again with who you truly are. You can observe it better and then you can go back to play. And the beautiful thing in this cycle is that every time that you do it, you go deeper and deeper. So the, the experience that you get is much more beautiful and fulfilling and, and that might sound Hollywoody, but but it's literally, I don't think we can really understand how deep and beautiful it can go from where we are right now. And it's like continuing the cycles, mm. what life is about. Yeah, I just, I just see that that image in front of me. It's like, um, because you mentioned about that cycle, you know, you keep repeating it, but you're going into like, you know, deeper meaning as well. It sounds like um, stairs to me, you know, every step is like a specific, you know, frequency of movements, but you keep, repeating it but because of stairs you're going higher up keep yep. repeating the same ones after 10 you know steps etc but you're higher so it's a higher meaning afterwards so you're reaching a new level um i just had that image in front of me that was like because i like that you know circle but as you said you know it's got a deeper meaning you 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 gain a higher learning about yourself yeah that's very nice so um when we now have people listening, you know, men, for example, uh, want to join your group sessions, etc. Um, where can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Where can they reach out to you? 
Yeah, the simplest way is to go to my website, which is yaronangler.com. Uh, you can easily uh, click a button there and get in touch um, um, if you want men's groups or if you want coaching. Um, at the moment, other things like the men's weekends and everything else is on hold. But if you put your name there, you will know about everything else. So that's probably the best place to go. Other than that, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and the other places on the social media platforms. On the so-called social media, non-authentic platforms. <laughs> Great. Yaron, um, I'm looking forward to, to read your uh, current ongoing live chapter, Balance. With the subtitles, but also the new life chapter, the prosperity chapter 10. And I'm curious to see what I can read actually in there as well in the next few months. Time. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for, for the, the second round, which is very interesting because I literally had no memory of what happened in the first one. It was really interesting to see that and reflect on that. Um, I love what you do. I love the, the vision that you have about how you're going to do this. So um, good luck, my friend. And yeah, we'll talk about more chapters in the future. Definitely. I'm looking forward for a whole book series, potentially. <laughs> Next live chapters. All right. Thanks, Yaron. And yeah, speak soon. All right, living life without regrets is what we should aim for. These few words I kept in my memory after the talk quite a long time already since the last recording in 2018 and this episode was no difference as well. Maybe in this time, in this difficult pandemic time, it's time to reconnect with our heart, reconnect with our soul and better understand what makes us alive. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast as well. Please share with us your comments. What did you like most from this podcast? Which chapters of other entrepreneurs, athletes, coaches, innovators, or change makers do you want to hear in the future? Leave a comment or drop me a message on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at by Daniel Ludwig. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm very excited to announce some more updates as earlier mentioned in the intro today of volume three, which we're going to launch throughout the year of 2021. See you at the next episode. Just don't forget, never give up. Always look up.